Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with Gundam Zeta episodes 38 through 40. With us this week we have Luke. I'm just kidding. We have Scotty P. <laughs> no, we have Everybody. Luke. We have Luke. Luke, do your thing. I am. I'm, I'm here. Go, Scotty. <laughs> Who would you rather have in the Millennium Falcon's gun turret? Would you rather have Luke Skywalker or Beltorchica Irma? Luke Skywalker. He's 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 he's, he's got the Force. He's got the Force. Biased. Uh, Beltorchica uh, just has Almoro's semen. I would I would argue that I would never pick Beltorchica for literally anything given the choice. I would, she's better now. She started off really bad. She's better now. I would I would risk dying. <laughs> even even like a fuck Mary kill with like uh Degwin Zabi and um like a corpse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one would you marry and which one would you kill? Marry the corpse, because then I could just bury it. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Oh, God. All right, almost any situation. <laughs> Episode 38, Record Shadow. <laughs> this is relevant. <laughs> I didn't uh. think that through at all. Yeah. All right, so uh, J- Jared, 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 uh, the Jared's like the fucking Energizer Bunny. Uh, he has caught up with the Aldumla, uh, and and he's not going to hold back now because he's out of Dakar. Uh, and my my main question is, uh, when when does he hold back? Like I feel like he's always going full throttle, his best, and his he's best. Just- <laughs> He, he he survived the mountain, you know. He's 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 invincible. No one can touch. His yeah, best is just never enough. He, he's always there. He, like, he is the producer's favorite because they're like, we have to have battles every episode, and he's like, I'm your guy. This episode, you don't even have to wait. I'm just gonna do this right now. <laughs> fucking mess. Up. God. Uh, and so so there's some conversation, and Shara basically says. Uh, that he thinks it's best to keep the the people of Earth and everything annoyed and in, to keep them to annoy them to keep them engaged uh, because it's an old even though it's an old way type of thinking it's the way you should do things it's it's weird he's like keep people's attention because otherwise they'll forget um, yeah they say that they lose interest as quickly as they get excited. Um, but it's, you know, they're talking about how it's Shar's job to try to correct that weakness of humanity. But then he's like, no, that's our job. We're a team. Go team. Yeah. I know what teams are. Definitely. Hmm. So Shar and Camille, uh, head back up into space and, uh, Amaro hints that Beltorchica wants a threesome with Char. Is that what that was? That's what I thought it was. Oh, that's what I thought it was. Well, yeah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but well, instead of the threesome, we have a battle. <laughs> yeah, so either way, <laughs> the Titans begin attacking, uh, and uh, Amaro is going to protect uh, the shuttle takeoff with uh, Char and, and Camille. Camille is, as usual, not happy that he can't fight. Um, whenever there's a fight that Camille can't participate in, he he whines to the tenth degree, um, but he's like, "Fine, I'll go into space." Uh, uh, and I'll go. I, I feel like this is an easily forgotten moment. Um, who would have thought at the start of Zeta, the first time you watch it, and you get this dorky guy Jared, that before the show was over, you would have a Jared versus Amaro Ray duel. Um, we'll get to how that goes for him, but um, so that. Yeah, when, when Camille and Char are in the shuttle, I think there's some funny content here. Uh, for one, Char is not very convincing that he knows how to pilot this shuttle. <laughs> He's, He's like, they're all they're all alike, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'll figure it out. I got new type stuff. And then really uh, common. I can pilot anything. Yeah. Um, and then Camille goes to call him Char and he like hesitates and he's like, it's okay. You can just keep calling me Quattro. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. Well, all right. All right. Sure. It did he call him out like three episodes ago. Yeah, he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's called him out. He called him out multiple times, at least on the DL. Um, we also we also get a quick scene where Jared is whining that the Zeta and the Yakushiki aren't going to fight him. So, wow. Um, Jared realizes why they weren't fighting, um, and he orders the the ship to ram the Aldumla before the rocket can take off into space. Um, and then Amuro grabs a long rifle and goes, "Nope." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Shard and Camille launch. Um, Jared states the obvious. Uh, so Hayato tells Camille to let Kotz know that uh, he's happy as long as he's alive. Like, I don't give a shit if you're good, bad, amputated. As long as you're alive, I'm good, Kotz. Um, tell my son Daniel I miss him and tell him not to worry. I'll see him again as soon as we kick Megatron's tail across the galaxy. <laughs> That's what they should have put in there. That would have been, um, I'd be okay with that. And then Camille could have just the same reaction. Like, I, I, I feel great. like Hi- Hayato likes Kotz just as much as everybody else does. Mm. He's, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, you're my adopted son. Let me just plant your death flag. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't actually seen Kotz in a few episodes. So, no, no loss, loss there. Um, yeah, so, uh, Jared states the obvious that, the, that there are suits in the shuttle, and then Amro shoots him. And Jared screams in sadness as he uh, plunges into the ocean. No, no, let's be clear here. Jared is already falling out of control, and then Amuro shoots it after that. (laughs) (laughs) So in case you're wondering how that fight goes, it's a Jared battle. (laughs) To be fair, like Jared is, is usually pretty good about grappling Camille in some way and then like getting shot off of him. So like this time he just he didn't even get to grapple. Like I feel like the perfect like Jared scene would have been Jared grabs onto the shuttle as it's taking off and then Amro like like snipes him off. That would have been more accurate, but yeah. He just gets sniped in general. Um so uh we get more kind of uh Char for CCA build up here. Um, Char kind of rants about the emergence of new types and how space is the promised land um, as he and Camille are facing these G forces during their launch into space. Um, And like Camille's is kind of like, okay, okay. Well, it it feels repetitive because it is, but that's on purpose because you have to think of someone watching this broadcast in the eighties, right? If you missed it, last week or the one before or the one before this is your another chance to see where his head's at yeah and, and i think that's why they repeat it because it's the main like theme central idea for char's character right now and so they want to just keep making sure that you're aware of that because at this point we have to recall that uh if if general information which i can't go directly cite is to be believed he would still have been, you know, they'd have to be planning double Zeta by now. And he was still, I think, planned to be in that mm-hmm. at this point in time. So they would be planting these kinds of seeds for, to make sure, Oh, you better, you better know this about him. You better know it. Yep. Um, so as they get into the space, they notice that the Argama is already engaged in battle. Um, so, to, so that they can get there a little bit faster. Camille and Shara kind of go through this. I thought it was funny scene of them just like throwing shit out of the spaceship to lighten it up a little bit. Um, and like, and, and then there's like a scene where it's like, ah, there's, here's some, some pictures of Bel Torchico. We're not going to throw them away. <laughs> and before anyone comments about, Hey, they're in space. Why do they need to make less weight? It's they do that before they engage the thrust again so that they can get better output. 
before well, they that, that, yeah they're they are in space but they're also still affected by gravity so weight does matter to a certain degree yeah that's true you're gonna get out of the gravity well and all that shit first yeah um yeah but but belt torchica's nudes don't don't weigh anything um <clears throat> I would have laughed if uh, Amaro just had like a new type flash in that moment. Like, no. <laughs> um, so Argama is, is taking damage, uh, but uh, Bright won't let <laughs> Fa pilot the Methus. He says, he won't, I won't let you kill yourself unless there are other options. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So like, if there's options, like you can kill yourself? Like, what the fuck? Hold on, I, I, I need a backup here, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to let you kill yourself needlessly. I'm going to need you to kill yourself. Um, yep. So uh, the kids start acting up and, um, and and messing around with a suit. And Bright tells her to go spank the kids, um, which Fa takes as a hint to go pilot a shuttle. Um, it's full so, on dad mode, Bright there too. Yeah. Go ahead. I was like, yep. Give him a uh, spanking; they'll never forget. <laughs> Smacks, smacks some bright into him. Um, so we see Rekoa for the first time in a Titans uniform. Um, and uh, we see, we see uh, this, the voice actor of this guy that is like the captain of, of the ship. I forget his name. Captain Gotti. Yeah, Captain Gotti. So his voice actor is so bad in this episode. Um, it's very like he enunciates every word. He's like, what are your true intentions, Lieutenant Rekowa? <laughs> and I was just like watching it. I was like, man, this, I could have been this voice actor. I could have been this. Look, who, who was like a Gaddy, 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 something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he doesn't trust her because he doesn't know what her intentions are. Um, <laughs> uh, so the Hamrabi launches as uh, Shar and Camille get closer. Um, and they kill, uh, so I think it was Batch. Was his name Batch? Cause like yeah. they say Batch or Thatch. It's, it's really it's Batch. Yeah. So, uh, we, we get introduced to and removed from, uh, Batch who gets, uh, killed. And, uh, and, and so minus one Rick Dom for the Argama, uh, as Apple watches on. Uh, Fa makes her way out too. What's that? Rick Diaz. Oh, you're right. Rick Diaz. Um, so Fa makes her way out too. So it is time for her to die as well. Um, but she ejects before she gets blown up at, right as Char and Camille show up. So unfortunately, uh, Bright had other options. Um, so Shar asked for the Mega Bazooka Launcher. Um, and so they, they ship that out of the Argama. And Camille senses Rekoa. And she senses Shar and Camille on the battlefield. Um, but yeah, so Camille's like, oh, is that Rekoa? No, nah, that can't be Rekoa. She's dead. Um, they order the Alexandria to retreat and bring all the Titan mobile suits back. And... Um, then we get like a weird long scene of like multiple people on the Alexandria um, hinting that they want to have sex with Rekoa. Hang on. So we missed here that the point is Camille, like detecting her presence, it alerts Rekoa to the fact right. that Camille and Char are there. Rekoa knows about the mega bazooka launcher because she's had to be a pack mule for it before. Yep. And she's the one that says we need to move the Alexandria. And if she didn't do that. Char would have blown the hell out of it. Yeah. She tells them to move and like they fight back against her, but they eventually move it and he misses. Fun fact. If you want to make a bazooka launcher for your Hyakushiki gunpla, you usually have to buy a specialized kit that comes with it. The normal one don't. Which is silly. What's the Hyakushiki without the mega bazooka launcher? a good looking unit. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, everybody on um, the Alexandria wants to bang uh, Rekoa, but she makes it clear that she just wants Sirocco. 
Well, um, yeah. I mean, you've got, so, you know, Gotti's like, Hey, Rekua, explain this to me so I can understand. And then Yazan comes in and she goes, you know, he's got on his, you know, open yellow unbuttoned as, shirt. And, and, and as, she goes, as we mentioned a few episodes ago, every time we see Yazan, his shirt gets a little bit more open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the 80s. And she just kind of tells Gotti, not in these words, but basically like, Yazan's hot. That's why I'm here. And that's not the real reason. And she goes in the hall. Now you got Ramses and Ramses goes full wall slam. Yeah. And he goes, Oh no, I know your real target is Shirako. That's who you're trying to kill. And she goes, no, but I am attracted to him. And then um, Ramses says like, Oh, I think to you taking a life or love is the same. And then Rekua leaves. And what I put down here is that basically Ramses went for the wall slam, but his mood score was too low. And like he needed to, he needed to wait and he needed to set the mood better and do some other steps before he could go for the wall slam here. That's why it was unsuccessful. And I think that's, this is the only character development Ramses gets anyway. So I felt like we needed to point this out. He tried. He failed. Yeah. Um, So the kids are impressed that Fa didn't die when she went out. They, They congratulate her and say, Hey, you didn't die. Good job. Um, and then Bright says that Shard has given all of the st- space noids hope with his speech. Uh, and Camille takes a shower and thinks about Rekoa. Yeah. <laughs> Rekoa gets Rekoa like gets all of the sexual angst this episode. It's normally Emma, but <laughs> yeah, was it a long shower? Yeah, well, Probably. we only got about a second of it. That, yeah, th- this was a pretty short and uneventful episode. Uh. <laughs> I mean, the, there's, yeah, this episode is the one where it's Camille and Char are back in space. And by the way, Rekua defected the end. Yep. Yep. Um, episode 39, By the Lake. Um, yeah, so like, Watching the the preview for this episode, and then like the, the description of it, my first my first note is this feels like a filler up episode, but it actually we actually get some like decent content on it. Yeah, you, you remember our conversation previously about tight episode titles: good one, bad one, good one. I feel like by the lake they could have done a little more with. Yeah, but I mean, Reco's shadow isn't very good either because. I mean, it's okay, I guess. I, it's okay. I think it's it's. I felt like Reco Shadow is not. It's not great, but it's not bad. This it, it tries to be dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Better than so, Reco, her soul weighed down by gravity. So Grips has been split into two parts. There is uh, a Bawaku, at, which is now known as the Gate of. Or, sorry, Grips is split into two parts. And Abawaku has been renamed to the Gate of Zidane and Luna 2, which is the colony which has turned into a laser. Right? No. Nope. no. Did I, did I no. miss their summary of the beginning of the episode wrong? Well, some of these things, Tomino assumes you knew all of the locations in Mobile Suit Gundam and remembered them. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyway, to so the first later. thing in this episode... The narrator, we haven't had narrator in a while, but he tells us that the Argama has gone to the neutral Colony 13 at side two for replenishment and repairs to the ship. Great way to open the episode because we're immediately going to cut to the Titans for a while. Anyway, the narrator does continue, though. So they've taken the Grips colony and split it into Grips and Grips 2, which I thought towards the beginning we already had that. Uh, I thought we did, too, at this point. Maybe they're just rehashing. Translation here, I think. Um, you have anyway, you have the actual Grips colony, which is still just the Titans base, and then you have Grips 2, and then you have Luna 2, which you may remember as the Federation base near side seven. That and, and Grips is at side seven, so that's where this stuff is. Um, it, you may remember that as when they first depart the colony in Mobile Suit Gundam and they go mm-hmm. to Federation base. That's that base, still a Federation base, so it makes sense the Titans would be there. And then, um, Abawaku, which they call now the Gate of Zedan because they renamed the Zeon stuff because that's what they did. Um, they've brought that there 
and they still have grips two there, which they have. Um, Didn't Avalaku have another name too? No, you may be thinking of how Solomon they. Um, yeah, yeah, you're Island. right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, or well, I say Compe Island. That's the English one. It's like Confeto is what they say. Yeah. In, uh, anyway, um, so Grips Two, it was a colony, and they have hollowed that sucker out, and now it's a big giant space laser. Um, yep. They were all the rage in the '80s. So here we go. Got our big giant space laser. Um, and they are just saying that basically these four things are the Titans stronghold. Yep. Um, so we learned that it is too early to use the space, the colony laser right now. It's still under construction and being tweaked. Um, uh, Basque is back and does not trust the Federation government or Sirocco. Um, he says that he is going to take the Dogo skier uh, and then he'll deal with Sirocco afterwards. So like there's, they're setting up some tension between uh, the Sirocco and Basque here um, and Basque is taking Sirocco's fleet. I think he leaves the Jupiterus with Sirocco, doesn't he? Yeah, we, we get to that. And then the other thing that he says is he goes to, you know, he says to Jamatov that once he's done that, like um, once he's eliminated the Ayug, um, then he and Jamatov can settle things with Haman and Shirako. So you get that first seed of they're cooperating, but yeah, Sirocco is not officially like on Axis's side, even though we know that he's pledged his loyalty. I don't think Basque and Jamatov know at this point that he's done. No, they, they don't know he's done that because he's pledged his loyalty to them. Remember with all right. the blood, it was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sirocco says um, that Reko is normal, is is normal, but just a woman who needs guidance. He's he basically says like, uh, yeah, there's nothing special about this chick. She just needs a strong man to like slap her where she needs to go. Um, and Sirocco will give Basque the dogo skier uh, and back up Basque by protecting the gate of Zidane with. Um, the Jupiterus. Um, so he's actually really amicable to, to Basque, who's like, who's trying to be like a dude. She's kind of like, I'm going to take your toys and go like, go go play. And, and Sirocco's like, okay, yeah, I'll stay here and like protect this area. Have fun with my toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the the in exchange here, though, what Jamatov is giving Sirocco is that he says he'll supply the Jupiterus indefinitely. So basically, he's got all the food and yeah, mobile suit parts and yeah, and um, food manga that he wants. That's only on Earth, man. They don't have that in space. No, that's why they go to Earth. Haven't, haven't you been watching the Argamas arc? Like every time Camille goes oh, down to yeah. Earth, they're like, "Go grab me some porn." Yeah, that was the that was the greatest casualty of the one year war in space. That one colony <laughs> where all of it was got. That's the one they dropped. It, it must be like the Great Wall of of China, except it's like the Great Firewall of Earth, where like no no porn control. Like it's like no, we're we're gonna punish those maybe, space noise. We're not gonna let them have any porn. Maybe they have it. It's just they just have really antiquated uh, censorship laws. No, they don't. They, you know, when you're in space, you just suddenly don't want that anymore because, you know, when you're out in space, it's the divine influence because you're closer to heaven. We don't, I you know, like, I, are way down by gravity. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that that looking at porn is an old, old type way of thinking. <laughs> um, all right, so everybody is on a colony. Um, so like everybody, Argamas, Doc, they're at a colony, the kids are having fun. Uh, and we learn that Emma is has a mission, and Camille has been ordered to have some RR because he's too stressed out and has annoyed everybody to the point that he just yeah. needs to go fuck off. Fucking whiny, so he needs a break. Just not yeah. <laughs> you've yeah, whined so, too much. Go relax. So they're they're on side two colony thirteen, and I, I am t ripping this off of the Reddit rewatch thread for this episode. But someone, uh, so where they're going is somewhere called Morgarten, which is the land of lakes and mountains. Um, on Reddit, someone called it the Space Alps. And I'm going to just keep calling it that now. I love that. It's the Space Alps. Makes sense. I mean, we had the Texas colony, which was Texas. Um, yep. So 
we actually get a, a little bit of like uh, information about how the colonies work. Uh, they talk a little bit about the agricultural uh, modules that kind of sit on the outside of the colony, which is so uh, so colonies not Earth, but they need to simulate. They need to be able to grow food year round. So these they have these modules that have di like their own unique types of atmospheres that can grow food year round. Um, Cause I guess like they try to sometimes simulate seasons in the colonies for the people, um, but enable to, so that they can not have food shortages. They make food outside of the colony. Yeah. Well, and that's like the mirrors are for simulating day night um, yeah. and, and things like that. And then you've got with the agricultural blocks, those are usually the smaller like disc looking things that you see in rings around these colonies. And again, this is all based on actual theory. Um, and the idea there is that you have them in different locations because you're controlling the amount of sunlight that they get. And that is what simulates the seasons for a lot of plants and growing them. The temperature matters in so much that you don't want them frozen, but right. a lot of plants go on their cycles based on how much light they're getting and for how long during the day. And that's sort of how they know to go through, you know, the, are they growing? Or are they going dormant? And that sort of thing. So that's where that comes from. And then we see a Isaac hiding next to one. So we know there's going to be a fight. Lane, I, I'm sorry. Are you going to mention that Rosamia is in this episode? Because uh, you, I was, you she's my next, she's my next her appearances. I, so I didn't want to mention her too much. I was going to mention her in retrospect because she doesn't get named. And so we don't technically know who she is. So it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah we do. She was in an episode way the hell back the first oh. time they're on earth um remember she's with um guy that is in the first ashimar that we see and she survives that battle and Basque even mentions her by name earlier oh, and says rosamia has gone to colony 13 interesting i had completely forgotten about that mm -hmm. um yeah so rosamia is as these guys as camille and emma and all of them are traveling throughout the colony uh Rosamia is creeping on them, but she doesn't interact with them. So at this, we see we see uh, after the talk about the agricultural models, uh, we see a Hyzak is is hiding behind one. So again, cue uh, battle, but not yet. Um, so Rosamia finally approaches Camille and says, "Oh, you're my brother." Um, and this is while they're like driving a, a carriage. Um, so or. She outside of the carriage, they're getting ready to get into a carriage and go somewhere to chill out for a little bit. And then she's like, Oh, big brother, come, I'm your little sister, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's, uh, it's weird, right? It's so uh, weird. We it slowly reveals itself over the course of a lot of episodes what the hell is going on, but it's it's very strange at first, and it's just another moment where like and Fa's reactions to it are the best. Because well, yeah. she's just like, dude, how many Fa women do you have like hanging off you? Fa, Fa is the only person that sees the situation for as weird as it is. But eventually she comes around too. Like nobody really seems to question that. The, like, can you imagine if somebody walked up to you and was like, hey, I'm your little sister. And you're like, I don't fucking have a little sister. Go away, crazy. But Camille's like, yeah, we'll deal with this later. Yeah, come on. You can come with us. Well, Fob maintains throughout, this is not your sister, even though she's like, look, here's a picture. Yeah. It's definitely you. So, yeah, she does maintain it, but she also, like, I don't know. I, I like, if if I was hanging out with uh, you and Luke and, and somebody came up to Luke and was like, I'm, I'm your little brother. I'm like, and Luke's like, I don't have a little brother. And the guys, the little boys. Like, no, you do. <laughs> it's, it's like. Let's let's go out on a trip together. I'd be like, Luke, we're not bringing this little freak with us. It's not your little brother. Yeah, they just run up to us at the mall, like, "Hey, I'm your brother now." I mean, before the whole time, definitely the whole time. Listen, the they're so this is a themed resort. Okay, this is the wild. It's basically the wild old west. It's not the wild west. It's like the old frontier country. That horse carriage man is not a cop. It's just no, I'm they're like more about want... the kid's reaction, not not the old man's. Like he could. No, no, he... I I know, I know, but he, you know, they're basically just like, well, what are we gonna do? 
you know, there's nothing out here. If we need any kind of justice or rule of law, we'll have to do it ourselves. We don't want to off right. somebody right, right. now. Let's so. let's readdress this when she's walking around freely on the Argama. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I follow. I, I No, I get you 100%. It's weird. They kind of end up just going with it. It's not totally ham-fisted, but it is a little bit like... It, it does rely a little bit on like Camille's new type feelings without really explaining that properly. Like, remember so. when Emma first showed up on the Argama? <laughs> oh yeah, no security. Look, the, the Argama security, as we're about to learn in another almost fifty episode series, is fucking shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, Car Camille doesn't seem to argue with her very much. He's basically like, okay, whatever. Like, just come on. Um. And Char takes out the Kakushiki uh, during this time period. Um, just, I don't know, for like a joyride or something. Um, and as he's like flying around the colony, uh, these Titan Hyzaks that are hanging around the agricultural model decide, yo, let's take out uh, this, this, this suit. So apparently they've been taking out other suits in the area. That's uh, why Char goes out. It's recon yeah. and patrol. Right. And uh, something I had sent to Luke uh, while we were getting ready for the show, I had noticed only just now um, looking up the MAHQ reference for this episode. Um, those are custom Hyzax. They're like snipey models. Oh. Hmm. I had no idea from watching it. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that either. Um, yeah, so... They want him to be their 10th kill, and they're not going to get to that double-digit kill. Um, but back to Rosamia, she has fake family photos, um, and she butters up Fa by saying Fa is the perfect girlfriend for Camille. So, like, she's she's buttering everybody up here. Um, and again, everybody's cool with this, more or less. They're like... They're hanging out with sheep, so of course they're cool. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're like the Taliban. Um, <laughs> sheep are important, man. <laughs> Poor sheep. Um, I thought that was the goats. Yeah. Um, so, so Isaacs uh, actually don't want to damage the colony. So we know that these guys can't be Titan officers when they say that. Um, and then five seconds later, we take that back because one dude just pokes a hole in the colony. It's like, ah, too bad. Um, and after the first hole in the colony, they just completely give zero fucks about protecting the colony's integrity uh, and just blow a bunch of holes into the colony. I think they end up with like three or four total. Um, oh, I was going to count them. You've, <laughs> you've taken my thunder. Okay, go for it. Go, give no, me, give me mean, the count. Yeah, well, you know, you've, so you've got, um, you got that, that first one, right? And, uh, you know, Char's like, I'm not going to use energy weapons, but the Hyzak pilots are just dumb. So yeah, you got a hole in the colony. Then they go inside the colony and they shoot him from the inside. Yeah. So that causes a second. Now we're on two holes. So now Char flies through that hole. He blows up a Hyzak under a bridge or he shoots it, but he accidentally blows it up. So now Char has caused a hole. Now we're on three holes. Now at least Char like does the little squirty thing. Yeah. He glues it. It's fine. Yeah. He yeah. glues the whole up. It's all not good. the it's other fine. two. No, just no. he didn't make those. He's not doing that. <laughs> go back. <laughs> go back to it. Don't worry. He doesn't have enough gorilla glue for that. <laughs> yep. So we'll, we'll keep count. We're at three holes. That's, that's good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, the colony is probably only going to implode at this point. Well, back to our rowboats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Camille and, and company row a boat around a lake to pick up a little girl. Um, they're, they're in two boats at this point. It's, uh, was it Camille and Fa and then Rosami and the kids? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, so they pick up a little girl, the Rosami and the kids do, uh, and it's definitely not Maneva Zabi. And then, uh, Haman shows up and, uh, the kids are like making fun of, uh, Maneva for being snooty and talking weird. And then um Haman's like yelling across the lake at at the at Maneva saying, I need to give you your medicine. So like you're 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 sensing some weird shit going on here between Haman and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, uh, as as Haman is yelling over, you have Razamia go full like creeper. She goes to Maneva, You don't yep. really like that lady, do you? Yeah, she's like um, 
And then and she also responds to her too. Oh yeah, she's like, oh no, she she serves me well enough. And the kid Shinta's like, this is why. This is why we said you You're sound weird. like a brat. And how about those Axis guards with their, <laughs> their quilled hats? This will come up later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Rosamia, she's like, uh, Maneva doesn't want her, her medicine. And Maneva says, no, women don't lie. Oh, you know what the dub is? She goes, woman, don't lie. <laughs> I took a very different path. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, so put, put it in perspective. So um, we know from... CDA and even Zeta inferences, Haman is supposed to be kind of like the leader of Axis, but she's still supposed to be hierarchically below Maneva. Um, and the uh, lady we'll see in, in a few episodes whose name I am just forgetting off of my head. Um, she is the, the head of Maneva's royal guard. Um, and she's kind of like, again, it's, it's, it's a weird dichotomy, but basically Maneva is supposed to be a steward of, or her, Haman is supposed to be a steward of Maneva until she's uh, old enough to take over and run shit by herself. Until, until bananas can take care of her. Um, so there's, I'm not sure I have a deep thought on exactly what it means, but I will note that this is only our second, maybe not exactly second, but Maneva has just shown up. And what do we now have yeah. suddenly? We cut to Camille and Fa and we have swan imagery. Yeah. Yep. Very briefly. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought they were, they were ducks, right? That is their, in a few episodes, when we come back to this colony, they are ducks. But right here, they are swans. Yeah, the the initial view of them looks like swans, and then like like the longer view, it looked a little bit like ducks to me. But it's I agree. Like, it's like a glitch in the matrix sort of thing. Yeah, I, I agree. The swans, but no, actually, it was just a duck. Yeah. Um. Yep. So. Um. Camille and Fossi, Haman and Mineva, and um. Maneva automatically, when she sees them, thinks that Ayug was trying to capture the princess. So this is this become this this part of the episode really just becomes like a comedy of errors in a way. Like everybody's like misinterpreting what's going on, and now everybody's like, "You're here. It must have been by you know you're doing this on purpose." And every so everybody's like, "No, fuck you. No, fuck you. Fuck you." You know. Yeah, and Haman's like, "Hey, a total stranger. You're trying to kidnap Maneva. It's a double Zeta prequel, baby." Well, he no, he recognized. Um, I, I know, I know, yeah. I know. Uh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, so Shar is has engaged near where they are now, and the Axis pilots are poking holes some more. Here you go, Scotty. Well, I mean, the the first thing that happens here is this Axis pilot gets into the Gaza Sea, and I said this would come up again. So not only does the Gaza Sea like pop out of a chimney or something like they built yeah. a whole they built a whole brick structure to hide this thing for some reason um uh, but then the pilot gets in and he like throws his feathered hat and he's like stupid thing i'm like thank you thank you for recognizing that you had on a really dumb hat <laughs> so no you know not all of the help is that bad we think except that you know shara stopped this high zach and he's like you know trying to talk him down so they can end this without shooting anything and making more holes in the colony so now stupid hat guy blows up the hyzak and guess what now we have four holes camille's into it a lot at this point right <laughs> no i'm kidding uh, so then uh the gaza sea starts to get pulled through the hole and char shoots it at that point i was like oh that's brutal kind of just he's like fuck you <laughs> um uh so yeah that those are our holes for the episode Yep. Yep. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Shar never really knew about Haman and all that stuff that was going on. Um, and that's kind of it. Like, that's kind of the scene at that. And um, we get back, you know, and everybody is mad at Shar for violating uh, neutral territory. 
Um, and he's like, I'm not worried about getting arrested because the Titan started it. Um, yeah, they're like, hey, the cops are here. He's like, yeah, I broke international law. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's it, seriously what he said. It, th th this reminds me of like uh, when they were at um, what was that neutral colony in um, the original series? It was in uh, side six. Uh, is it Rio? Yeah, where they're like, ah, oh, yeah, we've got we've got this this tape up. You can't you can't cross the tape. The literal red tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's great. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so um, <laughs> they bring Rosami along with them, and uh, they're like, "It's a long story. We'll explain it later." And Char's like. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, bring her along the ship with us as he's being dragged off by authorities. Well, the, so the, the there's a fun dub and sub difference here. Uh, Emma looks at Char and after Char has noticed Rosamia, and Char has a suspicious look, and Emma is like, "Is something bothering you?" And in the dub, Char goes, "I'm not sure." And the subtitles, it just says, "Yes." <laughs> so that's that's a good one uh, and then yeah the episode ends with um th this is another good emma moment so you have like rosamia like putting camille's straw in his mouth for him and and you know fabi and like oh it's not okay and then camille's like no it's fine yeah it's like a funny moment but you have emma in the background there just kind of like deadpan like what the fuck <laughs> like you could do like a zoom in meme on that one if you wanted to <laughs> Yeah. 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 This is a weird episode. I mean, it, it obviously gives us setup for things that are going to happen later uh, with, with Mineva and Haman. Um, but it's a weird episode. Um, it is mostly filler. I think at the end of the day, it's like, we're, we're kind of getting to the end of the, into the filler and nonsense and all of that. The, the last the last arc is almost here. It's it's like they they needed fifty episodes, uh, and then for, but for like forty three. Yeah, it was, it was they get to a certain point where it's like, all right, we've got all of this stuff, and we need to do it. And we don't want to do it all in the same episode because we want to make it like build up. So let's just like let's let's have a side story where Camille gets ordered to go on R and R. And runs into Maneva and Haman. So yeah, I, I, it's it's just build up, right? It, it, because it's let's get Rosamia back in the picture, which I'm in retrospect always surprised at this point. And and Tomino always has humongous casts. I am still to this day surprised it wasn't just another brand new cyber new type, and we just forget about Rosamia from way back and early in the show. Yeah, um, but no, isn't she like almost completely out of the movie? Uh, I want to say so. Like that, uh, that this episode is not in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was basically completely skipped. But I thought she, I thought her role was almost completely removed. Like I think all of these are. Yeah, I mean, it's it hasn't been that long since I watched it, but I didn't pay attention for Rosamia. Yeah. So I, I need to to go through and rewatch them, especially the third movie, since I never saw it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, like the third movie, it's we don't even catch up to it for a while. Like it does some of the stuff with their first meeting with Haman and Maneva and then it jumps up to I mean I think like episode 43-ish or something. Mm -hmm. I know it, I know it shows uh Basque and Jamitov on like their floaty space chairs going over strategy and all that. That might be the only thing from these episodes that mm -hmm. gets picked up. So, episode 40 Activation of Grips. We're back to the good episode title. Yeah, this one was good. Um, so, uh, Rosamia is keeping Haro from the kids. Um, she is crazy. If you haven't figured that out by now, she is crazy. Um, they introduce her to Emma, and then Emma has some weird new type sensations while Rosamia goes crazy. And I, I, I like the term, uh, new type of resonance. That's, that's what I call it. <laughs> yeah. So... Rosamia goes crazy when Emma has her new type resonance, as Luke calls it. Uh, I, I would prefer the new type flash, uh, even though it's not completely accurate. Um, and she says that, that Emma scares her. 
Emma scares me. She's got new type powers that aren't medically induced. They're only okay if they're fit, if they're falsely implanted. Yeah. The boys um, like her and she's not crazy. And that's not why. What? What's wrong with her? Yeah, Camille basically <laughs> he's he's getting ready to go off and he, and like he's told to deal with with uh uh Rosamia and um then like he's like hey fa uh you deal with her i got to go bye <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny um he's like oh emma you're right we do have a briefing to go to <laughs> yeah so we learn that the Ayugas learned that uh, Grips 2 is being turned into a laser cannon, or at least that's what they believe. Um, and we also learn that everybody is just completely fine with renaming Abawaku to the Gate of Zidane. Like, for some reason, that bugs me. Like, I don't know. It's like renaming a country. Like, when they re renamed Burma to Myanmar, I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that you changed the country's name. It's a colonialism thing for the Federation. It's, yeah. We took this over. We're giving it a new name. It's ours now. It's not the name you called it. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. It just fucks me. <laughs> Call it the same thing. It's a TV the show. Question, the question is, where did that name come from? I don't know, but it's it's it, it's fucking... Uh, it's, it sounds cool, so that's all they need. Um. Rosami shows up and interrupts the meeting. So uh, Fa did not do a good job of putting her in detention. Uh, and Camille just out of the blue is like, man, she's crazy. She must be a cyber new type. Little does he know, right? Um, well, it's funny because he goes, hey, do you think she's a cyber new type? Like Lieutenant Quattro said. And Char's like, I, I, I didn't say that. Yeah, the, it's everybody's like, like, dude, you, you said that. And this is, there's an important thing here because this is, for whatever reason, it is a theme over the next few episodes is that we need to give Rosamia a physical examination. Yeah, it gets, it gets awkward. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so Rekawa needs peace and her soul restored. Um and then none of the Argama men were sensitive enough to help her. Um, she went to Sirocco to recover, according to Sirocco. Um, and then he, like, rape hugs her. Yeah, so... And says, This is the warmth that you've been seeking. Oh, I really hope the audio comes out as creepy as I wanted it to be. It just sounds like our... you were trying to do like non-consensual ASMR. Yeah, we, we just <laughs> lost our last subscriber. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, uh, so, well, we don't like Gundam anyways. Well, so this part, you know how I know this part is is important maybe is because whenever you're playing dynasty warriors gundam games and Rekoa joins like the faction side in the battle that shirako's on uh they, they cite this quote where shirako uh says that you know if if Rekko ever finds out that his feelings aren't true then she can pierce his heart and he won't resist yeah it it's it's weird i mean i i'm just used to pretty much she, any uh, any scene with Sirocco and a woman is weird. Does she get to do that with a Humbrabi? <laughs> Maybe. No, only Yazan gets to do that with the Humbrabi. Um, so anyway, yeah, Sirocco takes the fancy new palace Athene back to the Jupitress. Which we still don't see. The, you heard, get the briefest shot of it in the hangar. We've gotten we, it mentioned like two or three times at this point, but we haven't actually gotten to like see it in action yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just, you see part of it standing there as, as the panning shot before the conversation. And that's it. He leaves the, um, uh, pasta masala with Rekoa. Yep. Yep. He's like, I'm giving this to you woman. Um, this took one whole lot of garden gift card. <laughs> so the Argama launches uh, its suits to go observe and try to like get some recon on the colony laser uh, and Basque orders Rekoa to launch to determine 
uh, Soraka's intentions. That's not his orders. He's obviously like, I want Rekoa to launch and see what she does. And based on her actions, I know what Soraka is doing. Which makes a lot of sense considering she's met him a total of one time since she's yeah. defected. <laughs> um, yeah, Basque. The more the more I like watch Basque, the worse I think Basque is as like a commander. <laughs> like he looks cool with his little tiny glasses, but he's not that good. I, I feel like I enjoy 0083's usage of him and mm-hmm. the the retconned background they give to him because he doesn't, he doesn't do very well in that operation. He's, he's a goon. He's just yep. one of their space goons really, but he's yep. just through luck of survival sort of. It's the classes, man. Well, yeah. Chronicles are ready. Yeah. Um, yep. So, Emma mentions that it, this is not meant to be a, a combat mission, and we know at this point, uh, since the episode's about halfway over, it's going to be a combat mission. Um, Rekwa notices the Zeta and the Rictius pushing pushing some asteroids um, and points it out. Um, and then Camille notices that someone in the Titans force is someone that he knows like through a new type thingy um emma grabs the masala and so they they engage uh and emma grabs the masala and reko is like let go of me emma and emma goes what the fuck <laughs> um and then we also see some brief shots of uh rosamia wanting to go out into combat so she's starting to like uh regress or progress back to her mobile suit pilot ways um, Camille attacks Rekoa and he, for some reason, thinks it's Sarah. Have we seen Sarah in a while? We haven't seen her in a hot uh, minute, have we? Not in ages. Um, yeah, so he, he thinks it's Sarah, uh, and he finally meets, he goes out to meet her face to face. So they kind of like stop in space and they're like, all right, let's, let's figure this out after he throws her into an asteroid. Um, and, uh, so they both come out of their suits and Camille sees that it's Rekoa and he starts crying and trying to convert her back over. And she's like, Oh, you sweet boy. You're just an idiot. Uh, go fuck yourself. But the colony laser has been completed. Uh, and the argument needs to get the hell out get the hell away. So there, she's still not, uh, she, she's a Titan, but she's not, um, full on yet. And she'll get there. But um, not this episode. Hasn't done any war crimes yet, so not, not all yet. the way. Not yet. Um, so Emma confronts Camille about Rekoa, um, and he acts like a dick, and she just slaps the shit out of him. It's it's almost like a slap punch. That's how hard it felt like it went. I, um, I think it just counts as a punch. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, yeah, and, and Emma also pushes Rosamia. Um, Emma's just like going out of control, kind of. And Emma is mad that Camille didn't kill Rekoa. Um, and then she ends up hitting Camille again. So we get two slaps this episode from, from Emma. It's pretty good, pretty good episode. Um, not bright though. We haven't seen him slap anybody in a while. Maybe he's only done like one or two in this whole series, doesn't he? Well, he started off pretty hard. I think he, he got like a handful of slaps really early on against Camille. See, this is how he grows his crew. Other people are doing the hitting for him now. Yeah. He's, I mean, he is kind of a good all. leader. And he did yeah. send Fa to go like spank people earlier. And he was like, and, you know, if I really want you to, I you can go die for me or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, so there, there was like a decision to basically like pretend that Rekoa wasn't there and Camille is pissed about it. He's like, why would I hide the fact that I saw a Rekoa? Um, they're going to like leave it out of the official reports or something along those lines. Just, I guess they're trying to like allow Rekoa to save face and in case they're ever able to like get her to come back or something along those lines. 
Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I was interpreting it. Like they didn't want to accept that she was, you know. <laughs> Let's just say she's still dead. <laughs> uh, better dead than a Titan officer. Um, and so uh, after all of this, Basque finds the Argama and he is going to test a laser colony shot against the Argama. And there's, so it, it wasn't clear to me in this, and I, I did, I meant to go back and watch it, but I didn't. So they talk, he's talking about shooting at the Argama, but he's also talking about there's a colony that's in the, in the path too. So was he aiming for the colony or was he aiming for the Argama? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so yeah, they were like, Hey, we're going to shoot at the Argama. And somebody's like, yeah, there's a colony there. And he's like, okay, let's fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I and, thought he was focused on the colony, not the Argama. Yeah. And, and Shar basically that he finally has some kind of new type feeling in this series that becomes useful. Because he's like, it's quiet, too quiet. And so then Bright orders them to battle stations. Presumably now they're actually moving quicker than they were. They kind of scramble to the mobile suits. Um, and yeah, uh, and Rosamia is still running away from the doctor. Yep, yep. Um, so the colony laser, it's firing at like, I think 20% or something along those lines. I think um, they said 40. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not full power either. Yeah. So it, it misses the Argama and nails a colony. Um, and Camille senses people dying. And this, this is, he, you know, kind of like the, the great death that when they dropped the colony on earth that, that Amaro and all of them felt, um, yeah. we've learned it was colony 18 inside too. Yeah, and um, Torres is going to describe for us kind of what happens here. They they knock a couple of holes in it, and it doesn't like destroy it. But they also take out a mirror, and and they're like, yeah, it might not collapse, but still, you got very large holes and people just falling out of them into space that are dying. Yeah. So that's not a good situation. Um, and the, the Titans' reaction to this on the bridge is. Whoa, He's happy. <laughs> what'll it do when it's at a hundred percent? Yeah. And Requa is very clearly not happy with this situation. Requa goes, Oh, I might've made him. She doesn't say this, but you just get this feeling where she's like, did I make a terrible mistake? Yes. Yeah. She, she makes a comment that like, can she be redeemed or something along those lines? No, you can't be redeemed. She can Fuck never you. be married. No. Yeah. Um, and then uh, to finish off the episode, Camille mentions that he can't stop all of this horror by himself. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, these, this is three episodes of not a lot happening. Not a lot. But that being said, we got 10 episodes left. We're, things are about to start heating up. Home stretch, man. Yeah, this, uh, it gets it's exciting. Well, the next episodes, mm. it's it gets a little bit better and better. The episodes get better. Uh, this, I mean, these episodes weren't bad. They were actually way better than like the the early '30s episodes. Oh. Um, uh, but it, it like it it's clear that they've got they're like trying to focus in on certain things and set some chess pieces into place. Whereas before it was kind of like, let's just like add, like give people some backgrounds instead of actually like advancing the story very much. Yeah. And, and the pacing's pretty good. I mean, some of the humor stuff is awkward, but it's, it's well-placed awkward. Uh, yeah. It, instead of having things like weird Char going into Rekoa's, cabin bunk for a strange scene with the cactus and plants and <laughs> you know instead you've got some slightly perverted humor and yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah it, it feels more appropriate like the only thing that's like super out of place to me is this whole rosamia stuff like it just it's bad i feel like it could have been done so much better uh but it was like it was like they were trying to redo the four episodes but not redo the four episodes. Well, when we get to the end of the show, this is all very important in the most vague way possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 
You guys got anything else? No. All right. No. I want one of those floaty chairs, though, with the 360 view screen. Yeah, I could use some of those. Yeah, I could, like, just float from my basement to my bedroom upstairs. It would be great. I need that in my life. Well, thanks for listening to New Type Flash. We will check you back in two weeks. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at New Type Flash Pod uh, or on our uh, Reddit post on Mobile Suit Gundam subreddit. Uh, thanks for checking in, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.